0: Tonight, I want to spend a little bit of time as we talk about taking back time. And we're going to look in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. The Bible says this it says, Look carefully then, look carefully then, how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of time because the days are evil. Now, can't you agree with me that there was a time in our life when we didn't think carefully about the things that we did or the, things that, the places that we went, right? We didn't, there was a time we didn't care. If it felt good, if it looked good, if it made us feel good, if, if, whatever it was, if it was the, 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 the hot thing, the new thing, we were running right after that. No matter how bad it was, no matter, no matter how it affected our health or our life, we went after it 110%. But as we come into Christ, as we begin to hear the word of God, as we come to church, we learn a new way of living, right? And the Bible, here's one of the things. The Bible's saying, look carefully then how you walk. This is the word of God for you and I. No matter what age you are in this place, you, you may be very young. You may be in your teenage years, or, or you may be in, in, in your, your more seasoned years. Whatever it is, the Bible says, look carefully how you walk. He wants us to watch the steps that we're taking. God doesn't desire that you and I would live a life that would be filled with regrets and the consequences of sin and the, the, the hurts and the pains and the tragedies that that causes us. That's not God's will for our lives. He wants us to look carefully then how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise. A wise person will think about the consequences of their decision, right? Right? A wise person will will understand the direction of his way and and where he's going or she's going. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of time. And here's the crux of what we're talking about tonight. Making the best use of time because the days are evil. I want to commend you tonight for being here in the house of God. Again, we're busy, right, with our lives, with our families. We have things. It's midweek. And I'm sure there are many other things that we had on our to do list that we could have, uh, that we desired to check off and take care of those those things. But you made a decision tonight to come to the house of God. You made an investment of time. And it's not a long investment of time, really. It's real when you think about it, it's not a long time. But but you made a decision to come here physically in the house of God, or for those that are tuning in online, to set some time aside to worship God and to hear from God and to, to worship Him. It's the best use of time. I see couples in this place. What a beautiful, beautiful investment of time you're making. I see singles in this place. I, I see teenagers. I see families in this place together making a beautiful investment of time in the kingdom of God. It's a beautiful thing. That's something we should value, and that's what, it, what it's all about and what it means. See, we could be at work making more money tonight or, or putting in that overtime or whatever it may be, but you made a decision because you're making the best use of time, as the scripture says here, because why? The days are evil. Now, we all have different concepts of time based on how you've maybe grown up or, or, or how old you are or how young you are. We all have, we all have various ways of managing uh, our time. Perhaps you have some regrets in your life when you think about time and when you think maybe about the years of, of yesterday, about maybe some regrets that, that you've had, things that you, you were trying to shake. We can all say, I believe in our lives, that we have some regrets, some things that we would have done done different. We have thoughts on what it means to live life, how to live life, and how to live in that age that we are currently and how we experience time. And we have our opinions, but kids have their opinions too about, as we talk about life and time and maybe getting old, uh, kids have their thoughts on getting old. And I was looking at some, some quotes of uh, kids' perspectives on getting old, and these, these were shared in a book uh, entitled, Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday, You Poor Old Wreck. It's the title of the book. It's a kid's view on getting old. So here are some of the, the thoughts they had and as we talk about time tonight. Uh, one kid said that apparently when you're 40, walking up a hill could actually kill you. If It could kill you. Uh, if you especially if you don't have your walking stick. And at 42, your body parts supposedly start to break down. <laughs> a 10-year-old Karen said, you don't have to use your brain much when you're old because they're a bit rusty. Thank you, Karen. Uh, another one said... Uh, In a way, it must be great to get old because you get an opportunity to stay in bed all day. (laughs) Sounds good. And lastly, another uh, child said, uh, At least when I'm old, I won't have to put away all my toys every night. See, time is a valuable currency that God has given all of us. We're all allotted the same amount of time each and every day. But it's up to us to determine to be wise managers of the time that God's given us. And, And in that taking back time, taking control of of time and how we use it. As we look into God's word tonight, as we spend some some time in the word of God, we look into his truth and we could see and learn uh, what it is to have a godly perspective regarding your time as a resource, the time that God's given you. We have to understand that there's a time for everything. Can you say Amen. I don't have to tell you this. You've been through uh, good times. You've been through times of plenty in this place. You've been through uh, times of great health. Um, You've been through times of smiles, and there's uh, been times of of weeping and crying and tragedies that you've experienced. There have been times of of being without, there have been times of being apart from loved ones, there have been times uh, that you were on the mountaintop, everything, you know, nothing could have been better, it was great, it was perfect, and you've been in the valley as well, I understand, and we all understand what it means, and the Bible says that there is a time made for everything, there's times of trial there's times of difficulty, of hardship. Perhaps in this place tonight, if you hear my voice, you are in a place of perhaps it's tragedy or trial or or hardship or whatever it may be, but I believe that God's going to help you tonight there where you're at. Amen. No matter where you're at, God's going to help you. Because in God we can hope. There's a time for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, the Bible says this, It says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. He's made everything beautiful for its own time. And there's good news for you and I tonight as as we're walking in Christ, as we're doing our best to serve God, as we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we believe that all things work out for the good. For you and I, for those that are in Christ, that are living in Christ, that's our promise. That no matter the circumstance that you're going in, or no matter what you're in in tonight, or no matter the circumstance, it's working out for your good. However bad it feels, however bad it looks, according to Scripture, according to the promises that we have, it's going to work out for for your good in the long run. We may not understand uh, how that can possibly be the case. It, uh, it, it definitely doesn't feel like that's the case. But according to the Word of God, according to the promise for you as a believer in Jesus Christ, all things work out for the good. So, if you're not saved in this place and you don't have Jesus and you're not serving Him, I, you're going to have a chance tonight to do that. Because without Him, we're nothing. We're lost. We're subject to all the things that, that the devil wants to do to us. We're, we're without covering, we're, we're without strength. You have to walk in Christ. And, we're, and with that, we're blessed. As we talk about time tonight, two things that come to my mind when I realize uh, the speed of how fast time goes. There's two things that personally that come to my, my mind. And the first is, is my My kids. And I'm blessed to, um, just recently now, there's four of us. Uh, my, my son is coming up on, he's three weeks, he's coming up on a month already, believe it or not. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And I say that because he, many of you may remember when I, I shared the good news from this pulpit of, of uh, my wife being pregnant, you know, or months ago. And how many know the months pass, right? Right? The months pass, it just, it, it passes, and, and here we are, and, and we were getting ready for, you know, getting ready for the baby to come, getting the house ready, doing all that's involved to, to get ready for the baby, and then, and then praise God, uh, uh, uh with God 's grace, a beautiful, successful delivery, and everything went great, and spending time there at the hospital, and, and you know the baby being you know hours old and just holding, holding him, little Micah holding him and, and just just valuing that time, as tired as we were, right as, I mean, I can't complain. My, my wife did all the work, but as tired as we were, you know, to, to just, just value the, the, the hours old that he was, and then he was a day old and two days old, and, and, and he's already coming up. Uh, this Saturday, he'll be a month old, a month like that. It, it's beautiful, thank God, but I mean, you could, we could already see that he's growing, he's getting big, and it's kind of, I mean, it's beautiful and it's amazing, but it's kind of sad in, 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 a, in a way because you just know you see right before your eyes. And perhaps maybe the, the older I get and, and uh, you know, this is just the way it is, I guess. You just Time just goes by faster and faster and it's beautiful and I'm blessed and, I, and it makes me value and appreciate every day everything that God's given me. Why? Because I see the time going by. It's crazy. It's wild. So there's two things. The second thing I'll share with you at the very end. So let's, let's put a pin in that one. So the first thing that we have to understand when it comes to time is that time is a resource that God's given us. Time is a resource that must be used and used wisely. Now our scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, 15 says, make the most of our time. Make the most of every opportunity. That's what the Bible says. Make the most of our time. Be wise stewards with your time. Don't be foolish with your time. With the day that God's entrusted you with, don't be foolish with it. Make the most of it. And that can be a tiring work sometimes, right? It, it could be tiring to be productive. You know, we, we go to work and sometimes after work we may do our eight hours and we may think that, you know, I could just hang my hat up in here at home and, and I'm just, I'm just going to veg out in front of the TV and, and, and there it is. And now say there's a time of rest there's a time to rest, to recharge your batteries, but let it be with a purpose, right? When we have to rest, let it be with a purpose. Yes, you have to rest, but the Bible doesn't want us to be lazy. We still have families. I'm, t- I'm talking even in terms of, of being a man and, um, you know, being, being a husband and, and being a father. And, you know, if, if, if I went according to my feelings after I was done with work, I would just do nothing and, and, and just lay around and just rest until work came the next day. But no, we have, I have children, Children that that need things, they want to go places, they want to go to the park, they want to, you know, they want to interact with dad, they want to hear, you know, they want to tell me how their day was, all these things. So I have a choice to make. How am I gonna use my time? I could be selfish and push them off, say, no, dad's tired, just just leave me alone. Or with God's help and through love, put myself second and and use that time. Because I understand. And Wise enough to know that I'll never get that time back, ever. That day. Today, I'll never get it back. If I have an opportunity, if, if, if my daughter wants to tell me about her day or tell me something and I'm, I'm busy, I have to always tell myself, I'm, I'm, this is a moment you have to cherish because there's going to be a time. I'm going to wish I can go back in time and be there and spend that time. Yes. So we have to make the use, the most use of every Minute, every moment, because we're not given long on this earth. If we look, if we look at it, how do we use our time? We have to use it wisely. Now we understand in God's character as we read the Word of God. That God doesn't like anything going to waste. God is very efficient. He's, he's considerate and he's, he, he, he wants to use everything. Every, every pain, every, every uh, trial that you go through, every, every struggle you go through, I believe God uses it in our life. He lets nothing go to waste. Every tear that you shed, he sees it. Nothing goes to waste. There's a parable, not the parable, but the actual story in the Bible where Jesus fed the multitude, right? Remember that story where he fed over 5,000? He used the, 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 the fish and the five loaves of bread, and he multiplied, right? What happened? He prayed for that, and, and he multiplied, and they, 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 started the, they started passing out the baskets, and the, the food, it just kept coming, coming and coming and coming, and God fed over 5,000, and the Bible says that there was leftovers, and you would think, well, God is a God of provision. All right, He could do it again a million times over. So just, just throw it there in the trash and throw it on the side. But no, what did Jesus say? He says, Go and gather, go and gather what's left over, so nothing is, nothing is wasted. And in every area of our life, God is concerned with how we use what He's given us. In that sense, it was food, but what about the time? Use it wisely. And in the day, the, the, the day and age we live in of, of, of vegging out on these things, right, on social media and just checking out what's going on each and every day, how many know hours can go by, right? You know, you know what I'm talking about. You might think, man, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look at my phone for 15 minutes. But before you know it, two hours have gone by and you're, you're, you're still there in the same place. Why? Because it's just, it's a time sucker. And that's, that's the danger of these things. We have to be careful. I remember a great man once said, never put off for tomorrow the things that you can do today. There are things in our power that we can accomplish today, that we can do today. There are some things that have to wait for tomorrow. There are some things that have to wait for next year, yes. But there are some things that is in your power to do today. So don't put those things off for tomorrow. If it's within your power and you could do it today, you could do it right now, do it. After service, okay. After service, let's answer if there's a conversation that you can have today that would per- perhaps mend a-, a relationship, if perhaps there's, there's an apology, that and you know in this situation, you know enough, if you apologize that, that it would just remedy that situation, and you would both be able to move on, why not do it? Why not let God bring healing maybe to that relationship? Well, I'm waiting for them to come around, or I'm waiting for them to apologize. When deep in your heart you know that God's The Holy Spirit's urging you to do it. That's perhaps the the more mature Christian, right? As a believer, as a Christian, God's urging you to do it. Oh, well, I'm gonna wait for them to do it. And you know what happens? People wait their entire lives. And months go by and years go by and beautiful time is wasted. Take that step. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Jesus said a powerful scripture in John chapter 9, verse 4. He said, We must quickly carry out, the, carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. See, this was the attitude that Jesus had as he was here in his ministry. He was, for three years, he was, he, was, he was doing what God called him to do. It was his years of ministry, and he had this understanding that there's going to be a time that I'm not going to be here anymore, so I have to make the, 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 the most of the days that I'm given. Because night's coming. There's going to be a time where I can't work anymore. He says, we must carry out the tasks assigned to us. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. What has God been challenging you or convicting you about? What if perhaps you've been putting on the shelf because of this reason? What has it been? Jesus said, we must carry out the tasks quickly assigned to us by the one who sent us. So while it is in your power, while it is in your grasp, I and mean, in your ability to do it and get it done, do it. In Jesus' name, God's going to help you. So as we talk about time, what are some valuable ways we can uh, use our time, ways that we could use our time wisely? One is spending time with God, first and foremost. He's, he's our life. He's everything. He's our breath. He's our strength. Spend time with God. Spend time in his word. See, as we spend time with God, worshiping God, we're able to pray to him, we're able to worship him, and, and that communication's going up. We're able to, to do that. As we, and then as we read the Word of God, God's able to speak to us. He can speak to us through his Holy Spirit, yes, through his thoughts, thoughts of the Holy Spirit, but read the Word of God. Spend time in the Word of God. Let the Word of God speak to you. You may say, well, I'm not, I'm not a, a reader. I don't like to read. Well, it's okay. Do it anyways. You know what's good for you? Spend time in the Word of God. God will speak to your heart. He'll give you direction. He'll, he'll help you. The Word of God is living and powerful. I tell you what, it's, it's part of my testimony. It's changed my life. The Word of God is something that we always, always have to spend each and every day. Spend time in the Word of God. Spend quality time with your spouse. It's valuable. It's the best investment you can make. It's quality time with your kids. Talk to your kids. Ask how their day was. Listen to them. Let them them talk. Take them to the park. Spend time. It may be be a few moments. It may be, be longer time, but whatever it is, spend time with your kids. Spend time helping and serving others. Spend time in the house of God, worshiping God, learning and hearing His Word. Don't squander time, but use it and use it wisely. Don't squander the time. It's a gift. Young person in this place, or if you could hear my voice, you may think that you have many years ahead of you and I, and I pray you're right, but there, are many, there have been many that have stepped into eternity with that mindset, that I have time to do it later. I've known many personally in my life that, that I've, I've ministered to or that I've, that I've worked with that have, have thought that, you know what, I'll do it later. I'll do it later on in my life. And they never had the chance because why because they refused the opportunity to stay in the kingdom of god they maybe wanted to go out and have what you call a good time and do and live life according to their terms and what they want to do these are bad decisions that if we're not careful some have not been able to return you know, there's a, there's a term out there, and you may hear some people say, you know, when it's, time, when it's your time to go, while it's your time to go, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're at or what happens. But I don't believe that. I believe that there are many that, that, have, that have died before their time because of uh, the rejection, rejection of truth. And, and, and let's look at the Word of God in Ecclesiastes seven seventeen. The Bible says, why die before your time? It asks that question. And I know you probably know people uh, in your life as well. Maybe they rejected the truth and they, they rejected good counsel and wisdom and they, they just decided to live life on the fast lane and doing what, whatever made them feel good. And, and tragically, tragically, there were fatal consequences for it. So if you could hear my voice tonight, especially young person in this place. Heed the word of God. God has something great for you. He has something beautiful and powerful for you. He has a plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope, a future, an expected end. He has, he has something beautiful and powerful for you, but you have to grasp it and you have to, have to hold on to it because as our scripture said in the very beginning, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the devil's desire for your life, young person. And you may say, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to, you know, I'm only going to come to God when I'm, when I'm ready. And I understand that. I understand, I'm not saying that anyone should be a hypocrite, but some people have taken that concept into the grave as well. I would reply to that and say that Jesus says, come as you are. God says, I'm going to, I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to save you. I'm going to help you. It's going to be my strength that's going to help you to overcome these things that you want to overcome before you come, come into my presence. God say, no, come as you are. The Bible says, why die before your time? Tonight you're going to have an opportunity to accept Jesus. If perhaps you're in this place and you're not serving him, don't let another day go by. Grasp the day. Grasp this opportunity to accept him and to be a part of eternity in Christ. So we have to use our time wisely. Secondly, we have to plan. We have to plan. We have to plan for the future. We have to plan for our day. We have to be strategic with the time that God's given us. This article said, the great majority of people don't even set goals, and even fewer stick to them. According to Reliable Plan, only 20% of people set goals for themselves, which means that 80% of people don't set goals. I believe this is, this is a true statistic. Only 20%. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 21.5, it says, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. God's given you wisdom through the Word of God. God's given you a good head on your shoulders. God's given you power. God's given you authority and anointing. So plan. Plan for your day. Plan for your future. Plan for your family. Plan, plan, plan as much as you can, plan for it. And with God's anointing and strength, those plans will come to pass as you take those steps to accomplish those things. See, many don't succeed because there's a lack of planning. What's a goal that God has perhaps uh, planted in your heart that you want to accomplish? Perhaps you want to go back to school. Maybe you didn't get to finish school and and, and it's in your heart to get maybe your GED or or to get your, you know, go on to higher learning perhaps. Maybe, Maybe that's a desire in your heart that God's given you. Why can't you do it? Well, because of this, this, and this. And there's always going to be reasons why we can't do things, right? There's always circumstances. It's not going to happen by accident. But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take that first step. And what's the first step? You know what it is. God will give you wisdom with that situation. Perhaps let's say it is is going back to school. Pick up that application. Find out when registration is. Right, If go, go and pick up that application, that, that's the first step right there. If you never do that thing, then, then you'll, you'll never know. If God be before you, who can be against you? Perhaps there's, there's uh, uh, aspiring business owners in this place. you want to start a business, you have a desire. Take that first step. Perhaps you don't know what to do. Maybe ask someone that owns a business. God will send people to, to help direct and lead you. God will help you. He'll bless you. It's not by accident that he's, that he's planted that thing in your heart. Go after it. We have one life, church. We have one chance. What's the vision that God's placed in your heart? Perhaps you want to get into ministry here in the church in the house of God. Perhaps you see the ushers, you know, on post, each and every service, and you aspire, I want to be an usher. Ask the question. Go to one of the ushers. Hey, what do I need to do to be an usher? You'll never know if you don't ask. Ministry. Ministry in family, professionally, in school, whatever it may be, with God's help, you can do it. And if there's a desire in your heart for that thing, go for it. You can do it. You know, I started a, a small business uh, some years back, and it, it's, it's already been maybe five or six years, but I remember... Um, I remember it started with me through, through a conversation. Well, it started with my job, my nine-to-five job that I do. And uh, I started to, to, to do this. This responsibility there, and the, the the company would always rely on me for this thing right for this this responsibility, this aspect when it came to like trade shows and inst- installation of our of our panels and our our systems and everything, so I started to do it, not knowing that that, that God was preparing me for this right for, for, for starting a side business and, and I began to do it, and I began to get good good with it regarding what what we were manufacturing and I remember having a conversation with one of my friends who was a business owner as well, and um, we were actually installing the panels uh in the cafe right here and and it was a seed that he had planted he said because he said hey you um you know you could do this as a a business as a side business and i'll tell you what that was a seed that was planted and and the years went by and i didn't do anything but you know what it was a seed that was planted and the next step for me in that endeavor was to take the first step was to ask that question hey what do i have to do to start a business and I'll tell you, with me, there are many steps. There are many, uh, there are many things that had to transpire in order for me to set that off. But you know what it started with? It started one first with the seed, and then it started with the question, hey, what do I need to do? And when I found that out, I took that step. And there's seeds planted in your heart tonight. And as I'm talking about this, there are things coming to your mind that I I know God's doing. And it might not be in business. Again, it might be in a career. It might be in school. It might be with your family. It might be something that you want to start. It might be a ministry here in the church, in the house of God. But there's a seed that's been planted. God's watering it. And he's telling you, you can do it. If God be for us, who could be against us? Accomplish that thing. Take that first step. God will will give you good success. I believe that in Jesus' name. Romans 8.31, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God be for us, uh, who can ever be against us? Praise God. When we plan, we have to go against laziness. Laziness is a killer. Proverbs 6.10, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. The Bible says, then comes their poverty. Again, there's a time of rest. There's a time of, of recharging your batteries. We have, to be, we have to rest, right? We're human. We have to have that time. But the Bible doesn't want us to be lazy. So we have, to, we have to plan for our lives. We have to use time as a resource. We have to use it. And lastly, we understand that we can't let time slip away from us because it has a time of just going by, just passing us by each and every day. We remember our scripture in John 9, 4, where Jesus said, We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, then no one can work. Carry it out. Whatever God's called you to do, do it. While it's in your power, while it's called today, whatever you can do to take that step, to move forward to that thing, do it. Jesus says in uh, John four thirty five, You know the saying, Four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Jesus is saying, don't wait anymore. God's called us something that we always have to do. We always have to be a witness in this world. We have to always be sharing the gospel with others. There's never a time to say, no, it's not the season or the time for that. We have to always be doing that. Think about those folks who today are terminally ill, that are dealing with health issues, and perhaps they've received the news from the doctors that there's nothing else that they can do. Ask those who were on their last days, what do they wish they had more of? What, what do you wish you had more of? I, I doubt that many are going to say, well, I just wish I had a couple more months to go and work a few more extra hours at the office. Few will say money. Few will say, I wish I had more property. Few will say, "I wish I had more tangible things. I wish I had a couple more cars, or I I wish I had more of this and more of this." Few would say that, but but I endeavor to say that all of them would say, "I wish I had more time to spend with my loved ones. I wish I had more time to spend with my children." I wish I perhaps maybe would have listened a little bit more. I, I, perhaps I would have uh, invested more time in, in, in my husband or my wife or, or again, my children or, or my family. I wish I had a few more years. I wish I had some more time. That would be the response. You know, as I was uh, driving back to work today, uh, to the office, I was there at the signal, and I believe it was just timely regarding this message as well. But um, I was there at the signal, and, and, and here comes two uh, traffic control uh, motorcycles, and they're stopping traffic, and, and here we are midweek, it's Wednesday, and, um, and here comes the Hearst, you know, It was a funeral procession. And it just made me think, and it just puts a perspective on, on life there. That person's life is over. Prayerfully, they're a believer and they're rejoicing in the kingdom of God in heaven. Praise God, they finish their race. But it just puts in perspective, there's gonna be a time when, when we're all gonna be in that hearse. We're all gonna be making that drive to, to the funeral, to the cemetery. But between now and then, between now and that day, what are we gonna accomplish? How are we gonna use our time? Are you going to continue to let days go by when you could, uh, those things, you're leaving those things unsaid or those, those issues unresolved in your life? Perhaps those relationships that, that are within maybe your power to mend and to reach out and, and to, to be that, that light uh, for that person, uh, perhaps it's in your power to do that. Are we going to continue to put that off and put it aside are we going to continue to re- uh, reject the truth of God's word and, and live life the way we want to live and forget about Him? So We have to understand, church, as a worship team makes their way up tonight, that time is, a, is an essential ingredient in the recipe of life. It's part of the equation in everything that we go through. We understand some things are just going to take time. You may be in, in a waiting period in your life right now. There's a time of waiting. There are things in our life that we go through that you just, you just gotta wait it out. You gotta wait it out. There are things that God's saying, all right, it's time to move. It's time to take that step. God will give us the wisdom to know the difference, but there are other things that we just have to trust God in the sovereignty and say, Lord, I know you're just having me wait, so I'm just gonna wait patiently. But in all things, even by waiting strategically because you're waiting in Christ you're waiting in faith you're being strategic and you're taking hold you're taking back the time that God's given you you're taking control of that and as I open up this message uh, today I talked about two things that just are so visible before my eyes that make me realize how fast time is going by I I think back uh, think about my wedding day and praise God, my wife and I just uh, in July, we celebrated 20 years and I just saying it, man, I cannot believe, can't believe it, 20 years. It's wild. It's just, it's just so crazy to hear, to hear that. Uh, but I think back of my wedding day, right? And, and um, you think of all the planning, right, that, that, that was involved in the wedding and, and everything, all the, all the details, all the gory details, right, of planning a wedding, and, then every, and whenever I talk to, to folks that are planning weddings and, and, and getting ready for that, I just tell them, like, it's always my advice just enjoy every moment because, because there's going to be that time when, when you're done planning. It's, it's go time, it's time to go. So enjoy, enjoy every minute, enjoy every moment, even the, 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 the struggle and the chaos and, and the, the pressure and whatever it is, enjoy it. But I remember my wedding day. I remember that morning. I remember uh, all right it was time to, to to start getting ready you know getting getting my suit going, and uh, it was time to then start you know to drive to the venue and um, it was time to start you know being in the room and preparing and everything and um, and then it was just a few moments before the ceremony's going to start, and here comes the ceremony and the music and everything and and, and there there goes the ceremony and and, and then it's time for the reception and, and there's that. You see family, you're, you're, you're receiving all the well wishes. Everyone's happy for you. It's beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And then came the moment for us to get into the limousine. And I remember as clear as day, as it was, as it was yesterday, I remember, I, and I was just blown away, even back then thinking, man, this day just, it flew by. It went by in, in the blink of an eye, in a moment. In the moment it was done. We were getting into the limousine and it was done it was this the, that whole day that it was it was it just went by in a flash. Time. It goes by, it's constantly going by. And the Bible gives us godly wisdom to redeem the time, make the most of every opportunity, every moment that you're in, even if it's the worst place that you've ever been in tonight. Even if 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 you're struggling, but you know you're struggling and you're going through it. You're in a trial right now. But look, you're in the house of God tonight. There are many other places that you could be. You could be six feet under right now. You could be behind bars. You could be, you know, you could be so many other places. But as, as hard as it is tonight, you're here in the house of God. And what does that mean? That means that things are going to get better for you. Things are going to get better because you're making the most of valuable decision tonight by making the most of the time that god's given you you're redeeming the time you're making the most of every opportunity so don't fret don't fail why it. write it out it's going to be all right god's going to give you strength and he's going to help you through that situation We have to have this understanding, this concept of time, this godly perspective on time, that the day that God's given me, the time God's given me with my family, the time God's given me at my job, in my ministry, uh, in my relationships, whatever it may be, when I'm there, I'm going to be there and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to thank God for it. For the good times I feel good, for the times of, 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 of pulling and tearing, the times of pressure that are, that are causing me to grow, they don't feel good, they, they're uncomfortable, but I'm gonna enjoy that too because God's doing something in my life. Wherever you're at, it could be much worse. You got victory. Man, you're going somewhere. You have heaven to look forward to. We're given just a, a few moments of time here on earth and we have to be responsible and I, and I close with the scripture here in Ephesians 5.15. As we read this again, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Praise God. You receive that tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise in this place. Hallelujah. Worship him in this place. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. Father, we thank you for your grace, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your truth, Father God. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. With every head bowed, every eye closed tonight.